This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. Zoe Norton Lodge, Charles Firth and me, Dom Knight, with you this week. Welcome aboard. Now, guys, I've got a bit of a question. Would you like to buy some spare coal? Oh, it's a bit yesterday's uh, energy source, isn't it? I mean, it's like I guess maybe Santa might want it for like the bad kids. Bad kids get a lump of coal. Nice idea, nice Mm. idea because I don't know whether you've heard but – China's just banned the importing of coal into the country. And mm. so we've got like, I don't know, just like $14 billion worth of spare coal going. Oh, yeah. Including like $300 million worth off the coast of China right at the moment. Ah. They can't get into China. Oh. So maybe, do you know Santa Zoe? Like could we, you know, sort of do uh, a deal? Not or? that, a little bit. Like yeah. enough, a bit of, uh, enough to sort of like, I could probably do like an e-intro with you. Wouldn't oh, be yeah. too awkward. Yeah. Hope you're well. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had another just idea of what we could do with it. Yeah. I reckon we could market it to like the Writers Festival set. You know, like the middle-aged women who mm. go to Writers Festival, and they wear like acres of resin jewellery. Yeah. Oh, they do. I reckon we could like kind of just like string together lumps of coal into bracelets yes. and probably sell them for like $500 each. Uh, pre-diamonds. Earthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Pre-diamonds, I like it. <laughs> what if um, What if we sold it to the, to the world's lawn bowls clubs? So that instead of so it's just lawn yes, coals. You, you throw the coals, yes, and they're uneven, so it's more difficult to get them to go where they're going. And I think, I think that could that, maybe not fourteen billion, but probably twelve or thirteen. We mm. could sell them to that like colonic irrigation clinic in Bondi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could we could burn it for energy ourselves. It would destroy our environment. Mm. I'd much rather China does it. Yeah, I mean, that's the responsible position. Yeah, to that's take the, as a country. that is the responsible position, Dom. Is you let yeah. somebody else do it. I mean, having been to China, the air is Im- impossible to breathe, and it basically kills you. So it's probably a good position that they're holding. But mm. you know, I think they should just buy it anyway. Go on, China. What's wrong? What's the deal? We could just like make the world's biggest eyeliner pencil. Amazing. That would be pretty big. <laughs> For the earth. Yeah. Like we could yeah. literally It could have some beautiful like little bat wing eyes. Yes. Um yeah, really good. Or, or get Elon Musk involved. Mm. He could take it up to Mars or yeah. like the moon or something. You could draw eyeliner on the man in the moon. 
Make him far more attractive. Get rid of our coal. That is very, very good. And he could put it on those rockets that he has that blows up. They'd blow up for longer if they had coal on board. The other thing we could do, actually, with all that stuff that's off China right now, yes. imagine if we actually just dumped it in the ocean, yeah. whole, all the coal, build an artificial island and then put a military base on it right next to China. That's what they would do. <laughs> I think that's a responsible thing to do. Yeah. Let's just make a meme. <laughs> <laughs> About that idea, the Spratly yeah. Islands meme. That yeah, crazy everyone will like that. The Holy Islands. Memes got on really well, yeah. yeah. What, what else are we doing on the show today? Well, you mentioned Santa. I've got a Santa-related dilemma to discuss. I don't know why this uh, podcast keeps including parenting advice given the consistent crapness, but maybe I'll do the opposite of what you say oh, okay. vis-a-vis Santa. Zoe? Oh, what am I doing on the show today? Oh, okay, guys. So, um... <laughs> You know, when we used to um, have a, a different radio show, I had a, mm. a segment called Kmart News where I would trawl the real news for stories about Kmart and literally every day I would find like 11. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a really um, under underexplored uh, news topic and I have a very special Kmart News story um, to share with everybody. There must be thousands since we stopped doing that project right elsewhere. Thousands of Kmart news stories that you can pick and it choose from. It is a treasure trove. I'm, I've really glad. I'm glad I've re, I've cracked it open again. And um, it was just, it was really, really hard to choose one. But um, I found one that um, I hope will bring some, some Christmas cheer. And I'm going to tell you about the biggest disaster that I've had this year. Wow! And given the the long history of your commercial related business disasters, <laughs> I mean, how does it re? Just, just tease us a little bit mm. compared to. $14 billion worth of coal that can't get into China. It's it's on par. I reckon okay. <laughs> it's sort of it's the coal embargo of business-related, of live entertainment. How does it compare to the fact that you literally just told us before we started recording that you've abandoned both your children at the pub? <laughs> yeah, that's another issue that might be worth raising. Look, I, I don't want to say anything because it could be used against me in a court of law. Let, yeah. let's, let's go to Rebecca Day in the Minot no, no. and chase the news headlines. I'd just like to say, so abandoned <laughs> is such a harsh word to, yeah. lo- to, no, to, to no, use no, no, when no, one okay. of them's just finished year six. Okay, no, no. And he's clearly <laughs> capable of adult responsibility. Okay. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain myself. Okay, we're not going to go to the headlines. We're gonna, I'm going to explain. This it. is a headline, friends. No. <laughs> Which is. It will be no. a headline tomorrow. No, so. Early <laughs> mail's honorary on it. So all the year six parents organised a gathering at the pub mm. to include them as well as their kids. Gosh, I wonder how the year six parents managed to settle upon the pub for this event. <laughs> what a surprise. And so I – but I was working tonight because yeah. I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, doing this, yeah. And, and so is my wife. She's working. And so I said, okay, well, I'll take them along. I'll give them something to eat and then I'll leave for work, right? And Children's still at the pub. But, but I sort of – I didn't quite clock that, yeah, like all the year sixes are at the pub, so my eldest son wants to be there. And so I just left them at the pub. And I said, told my youngest, Look, you can just walk home if, you, <laughs> if you're getting bored. I like, mean, no one could accuse you of being a helicopter parent, <laughs> could they? <laughs> He's ten. Yeah, double I, I also, I, I did actually give Hartley, because I arrived at the pub because they arrived before me. <laughs> I arrived at the pub and he said, oh, can I have your driver's license? I want to get a drink. Um, <laughs> so he goes up to the bar with my driver's license and tries to buy a drink. I don't know why the barman rejected him. Zoe, is this in the point of being amusing or is this really well past the border into genuinely concerning and possibly reportable? 
I was just wondering if um your kids had to go there first because they could sort of vouch for you. Like they don't normally let you in the pub, but you're <laughs> yeah. with two far more responsible people. <laughs> right. And on that note, let's head to Rebecca Dean Amuno. In the Chase and Newsroom, but don't think you're off the hook, Firth. We know. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has called for an inquiry into the decision by banks to stop investing in the coal industry, saying he can't understand why they won't invest in an industry that is destroying the planet and doesn't pay tax. Mr Frydenberg said everyone knows the best way to deal with a dud investment is to keep shoveling more and more money into it, knowing that you will never see a return, and that by not doing that, the banks were hurting ordinary, everyday coal lobbyists. The federal government has announced plans to restrict Santa Claus to only being able to gift the kids of Australia cashless debit cards. The minister in charge, Anne Rustin, claims it will bring dignity to lazy children while also dealing a massive blow to the socialism that Santa tries to spread each Christmas. Donald Trump has begun workshopping fresh conspiracies for his 2024 election loss. Trump met with his most trusted non-jailed allies at a conveniently located landscaping car park to run through his best excuse ideas, making this the most work he has ever put into planning for an election to date. In the end, Trump is understood to have settled for reusing Hillary Clinton's emails again as the designated 2024 conspiracy. Thanks, Beck. Hey, Beck, what are you doing for Christmas? I'm just thinking of imbibing a large amount of drugs to get through Christmas with the family. Oh, I, I don't approve of that at all. Well, what are you doing? Oh, just wholesome stuff. Uh, champagne at 10am, then beers every 15 minutes until everyone leaves at about 5pm. But no drugs. Sounds far more wholesome. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by coal. Nobody wants to buy it, so it's lucky Australia converted to clean green energy years ago, huh? The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. Kmart News. Guys, okay, so basically um, this this is a, um, a story from the news that I, I would like to read um, to you, okay? Are you ready? Kmart fans, amazing $6 DIY secret Santa gift idea. Wait a minute. So this is an actual headline. This is a headline. That's the headline <laughs> from the news. Kmart fans, six, amazing $6, six dollar DIY. I mean, I've, clicked, I've clicked on that. What is it's it? Six bucks. What is it? What is and it? And it's newsworthy on there. I've wanna, already clicked. Okay. I want it. I okay. Wanna Calm down. Can you please tell us? Just okay, tell us the okay. news. <laughs> okay, okay. A Kmart fan has shared her amazing DIY secret Santa gift idea to Facebook with hundreds of users commenting that they will also be trying it out this year. Which is? I'm just reminding you, this is from the news. The gift was made <laughs> using the $6.24 compartment storage box found in the fishing section, which she then filled with a number of sweet treats, including biscuits, lollies, and chocolates. Oh, like a kind of an advent calendar. But hang on, Zoe. It's like a pill container. It's like a pill container, container but it's, which it's got a couple of strawberries and creams. But hang on, hang anyway. on, Zoe. The, if the, if yeah. the plastic box costs $6.24... The treats cost extra. I, I call. I call foul. I'm reporting this to the press dumb, council. Dumb. You. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> Just hold on, okay? In the comments. Oh, so um, she said she got. Uh, oh, she said she got inspiration from the Kmart on his Facebook page. She thanked them for the inspiration. Mm. But in the comments section, um, the, the person revealed they'd spent thirty dollars on the whole thing. 
um, because they were sweet. And this caused a lot of controversy um, amongst the the, um, other commenters. And then one person slammed the poster and said, the plastic box isn't food safe. Oh. Um, And that they're going to poison everyone. And then somebody (laughs) hit back and said, "Uh, it's food grade plastic made from polypropylene, which is level five in food grading for plastics. It does not produce any toxins or chemicals when exposed to acids, like from food. I mean, and to be fair. And it's safe for the dishwasher and the microwave. So leave the woman alone. If the bait that we use to catch fish that we then eat goes in this box, I'm hoping came out of have thought about this because otherwise we might actually have accidentally stumbled on a real news story (laughs) in the Kmart news segment. Anyway, just wanted to just a reminder that that was a story from the news. A woman, I'll just just summarise it for you. Which news service? Like one of the. Are we talking um, about like. uh, Was it the Guardian? New York York Times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's from the New York Times. Um. Um, but just just to summarise, this news article was that a woman bought a $6 box from the fishing department of Kmart, put some candy in it. It's a and hack. And gave it to a colleague. It's a hack, Zoe. Yeah, it's one of the Kmart hacks. I mean, it's they really use the term hack quite loosely, yeah. loosely, as though nothing has ever intended to have a purpose I mean, and that they've discovered one. You've got a plastic box designed to put things in. You put things in it. I mean, it's... Admittedly, it's for the fishing section. That is pretty good going. But if, if the kids were sort of getting getting hooks and, and lines just, and things I to get it. I just think you're fishing for reasons to like this story. You've taken the bait. I want Come more. On. Come on, we need more. More Kmart. You can't just have one. Come on. Are you kidding? No news bulletin ever stopped with one story, Zoe. Don't you watch the news? <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Okay, let me just hold on. Now, this is the thing that, um, you know, this is your – the. Listeners are going to learn in real time. It is that easy to find Kmart news. Okay, I found, I found another one. Okay, I haven't read this one, but I'm just going to read it. We're just going to all learn together, okay? This is another story from the news. I can't vouch for the funniness of this. I'm taking a punt. I haven't read it, okay? <laughs> it's called Clever Kmart Hack Will Double Your Fridge Space This Christmas. Oh, that I need that. That is big. I mean, yeah. my fridge is it's just growing. Double your fridge space. Big offer. Front page okay, okay, all right. Okay, so uh, Christmas is a time of plenty, and that means food too. Sure, mince pies, Christmas ham, pavlova, yeah, yeah. and each culture special dishes. Uh, blah blah blah. There's lots Come of food. On, get okay, my, okay. My mind's not blown yet. Heck, I okay, 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 okay. Um, now, unfortunately, um, it's not just us that ends up eating with food. It's the fridge. Yes. Um, uh, now, yes, however, that. however, clever parents yes. online have broken the cramming cycle with an almost frustratingly simple hack that will double your fridge space this oh, Christmas. I can't wait. How? Uh, doing the rounds on the Facebook groups is a post encouraging us all to use our cooling racks and oven trays as portable shelves to balance <laughs> On top of items in the fridge. <laughs> so you go get, go get so like a plastic. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, so you go and get a, 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 a like plastic rack to teeter on top of the other items. Okay, okay. Now, um, now, get now. Like, here's the thing. Where do you think you can get these cooling racks from? These no, oven no, cooling no racks. Not I don't have an oven. Aldi, Target. Oh, don't be ridiculous! Come <laughs> yeah, on. My, my supermarket's got them. Yeah. Well, uh, Kmart. You can get two sets for nine dollars. <laughs> They're just saying. 
put an oven oh. tray on top of a bowl of spaghetti and then put like a cake <laughs> on top of it. The and, <laughs> no, and then you're a fully fledged hacker. Oh my god! You know what you could do after that? Put another oven tray on top of the oven tray. Let's just see what people have said about it. Um, that's genius. Someone agreed. I never thought of that. Great idea. Another admirer wrote, thanks for sharing. Ingenious. Another dubbed the clever hack. Why have I never done this? One mom bemoaned. It's not the first Christmas-specific hack to make waves online this year. Plenty of decoration enthusiasts have jumped on board a budget trend that turns a $2 Kmart pool noodle into a stunning Christmas table centrepiece. <laughs> I've got those pool noodles. I've got several Kmart Using pool noodles. hot glue baubles and fake snow. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Imagine going to Christmas dinner and some... Fuckwit has taken a pool noodle and put it in the middle of the table and covered it in baubles. And the great thing is if you throw it away, it'll float back. <laughs> uh, anyway, so look, that's um, that's the Kmart news for today. Thank you for saving Christmas, Zoe. Oh, anytime, boys. Anytime. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Now, Zoe and Charles, in recent episodes of the podcast, in fact, really all year, we've had um, parenting questions. And I haven't asked many. I've been learning at your feet, really, in terms of your, your wisdom. Your kids are older than mine. And something's come up uh, today, actually, and, and I'm just not sure what to do. I picked my kid up from, uh, from childcare and, and she saw, she was right next to this giant inflatable Santa that they had in the foyer of childcare. And she was like, Dada, who's that? And I said, you, you know who that? That's Santa. And we had this whole thing about Santa, where does he live, the North Pole, what does he do? He flies around the world in a day. Now let me just issue a disclaimer. If you're listening with kids who understand that the, the very true fact that Santa is a real man with the ability to fly around the world every Christmas, maybe skip ahead five minutes because um, I wouldn't want anything, any illusions to be shattered in that completely true thing. So – um, I explained Honest to God, how, though, if you are listening to this with your kids, like, yeah. please, it's like, do something else. You. Do yeah. something else. <laughs> no responsibility and no care, actually. Yeah. Um, so basically. Go to the pub <laughs> yeah, and leave them there. And take Charles's <laughs> kids because someone needs to look after them. Uh, basically what this means is I explained the incredibly preposterous Santa story yes. to my daughter and then felt like a dick for lying to her. And not only lying to her but lying with the dumbest story ever devised about the man in the sky who can drive around the entire world in a day. Is that wrong? Should, should, I, should I feel bad for lying to my daughter or is it just part of the deal that every parent has to get on board with? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hands up. You have to. It's compulsory. But, you, but why? Are we supposed to tell our, our kids the truth about how the world works? No, because it's pro-social because it's, what it's doing is it's encouraging adults to have secrets from children. 
which is which is greatly celebrated in the Catholic Church. If you want right. to feel um, better about it, I don't know if you guys saw. Um, I have to I have to double check the details, but I'm pretty sure an ad, like a government style ad, just got pulled in the UK. Have you seen this regarding Santa? No. Because in the ad, Santa got COVID. Wow. And it's really quite full on. And Look, they, he's an people old man. Were like, he's in the high risk group. Right. And people were apparently uh, quite, quite understandably quite like, what, what are you doing? You're going to ruin Christmas yeah. release poor kids. about the worst year imaginable in the UK, yeah. poor kids. And now you've got an ad with Santa oh with COVID. Because not only is he ancient, but he, he lives in a place where it's cold. Like it's always worse during <laughs> winter. He lives at North Pole. <laughs> and he's got constantly, he's got um, like it's, it's a super spreader event. Those elves. Yeah, I reckon they're ridding with gonna it. He's going to go around. Riddle with it's it. It's the ultimate super spreader event. He's going to go to every single fucking house in the world <laughs> yeah. on Christmas night. And give packages that yeah. he's touched with his hand. Maybe yeah. he's just going to finally roll out uh, that fucking vaccine. I'll tell you what the contact traces are going to be on him. I, I wonder whether he's going to have to get a QR code each year. Of every house. Each house. <laughs> oh, he's already Sign implausibly in. fast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll just... It'll take him till 2027. Just to so, but the other, my other issue with this... Okay. No, no, I think it's fine because, because otherwise if you tell her the truth... Then, she'll tell everyone else. She'll tell and, everyone and it'll else. break the cartel. It'll, yes. it'll end the lie. Yes. And also it is also quite a wonderful thing seeing as they realise it. Like, by How the old time were they, your kids when, you, when they realised? So they were both about eight, I think. Right. Yeah. So it actually takes quite a while because you've got to realise there's also this sort of self-interest going on where mm. even if they've sort of got an inkling, they sort of realise, hang on, this is – it's not a bad lie mm-hmm. to sort of want to believe in. But it's bad for so me. Sort of, they, I, mean, I don't get credit. I mean, my daughter's listing all the things she wants and when they arrive mm. on Christmas morning, yeah, the fictional dude's going to look like the best, you know, father figure no, ever no, and I'm getting nothing. No, you just put little shitty things in the stocking and then and then the good gifts come oh, from you. Oh, so Santa only does the shitty stocking. Yeah. Oh, that's much easier. We yeah, had no, a, yeah, yeah, I had a slight Santa-based dilemma the other day actually. Which was we'd all um, Santa came to our kids' picnic and gave out presents that he'd um, oh. acquired from you know somewhere uh, from the parents or whatever, and um, and we had a price limit, but we didn't have like any other specific things. And I, we accidentally got like the most sort of outrageously large <laughs> present. Oh god! So um, we like had because it was just it, it was well within the, it was like a tenner. Yeah, you um, have got one of those fishing boxes that Kmart sells, wouldn't you? you? To be honest, fishing it was from box. Kmart. Oh great! <laughs> it was a big truck, but it was just like fifty times cooler than any of the other presents. And then we got some dirties. Well, you won. You won. Also, that was Santa's fault. But also, I mean, this is the thing. Firstly, I have a bit of an issue with teaching my innocent daughter that, you know, old men have presents that she might want. I don't think that's going to end very well. Mm. And not only the fictional version, but also that means that she's then taught that actual men at like events like this picnic or whatever, she should go to them and try and get presents. I mean, we know that. But that was that was a huge badly. Dumb. That was actually a huge problem because our Santa walked through the park, and the park's full of kids, and that's like a celebrity walking through the park. And that Santa has this responsibility, which nobody realised. Most of all, Santa to actually engage with any kid. It didn't matter if they were from our lot or not, because Mm. Santa's in the damn park. Yes. 
Yes. I so, mean, so yeah. I, I, I was Santa for five years while my kids were going through preschool. I mean, that's a problem. Did you pass yeah. a working with children check? I bet you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are exemptions for Santa. But no, no. So, <laughs> so the, no, no. But the, no, the, the, this sort of story sort of relates to that, which is so I wore the same costume for five years, which was fine. And it, it is true that actually um, the first time I ever did it, my son totally, like I played a good Santa and it wasn't until we got in the car and Santa was coming along in the car. To drive it. To drive home <laughs> that I pulled off the beard and the, you know, hat and everything. And you went, and went oh, actually it's just me. I'm just pretending to be Santa. And Hartley, like Hartley's brain sort of collapsed at that moment. Like he just did this sort of five-dimensional double take on what the <laughs> fuck? Like, yeah, why are you pretending to be the like, definitely real Santa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, on the last ever Santa that I ever played when my, you know, youngest kid was leaving preschool, I did the whole performance. I thought it was really good. And, you know, there's a pantomime to doing a good Santa. So you have, you know, is it behind me? And I keep on turning around You've got going, the dead yeah. voice. And they'd all go, ah, <laughs> every time I said that. Is it? It's behind me. Who's behind me? You know, you do the whole pantomime thing. I mean, I'm glad. And, I'm glad you actually uh, get to yeah. perform for real in front of crowds because yeah. otherwise, yeah. this would be the most pathetic kind of um, waiting for Guffman esque. You know, I, I I play Santa and I put a lot of character into it. And I like to think I do a very good job, and I'm auditioning. Anyway, point is that the pants were very old and they were completely split down the back side. <laughs> So oh, every so time Santa's I, sack was every time visible. I t- turned around, they would just see my bare ass. Oh God! I mean, that this is the point I'm getting at. <laughs> is that it's a scarring experience. Is it behind me? <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh God! Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was joking about the working with children check before. I think now. I'm genuinely yeah. no, it was the you last You need to matter. just do your working with pants check as a, as a starter. <laughs> yeah, I had the... underpants on. It was all right. Um, no, well, <laughs> I was um, like, so last week um, I was I talked about a parenting dilemma I'd been having. Oh, yes. Um, oh, which yes. Was, I don't know if you remember, but um, but we, we, we designed a little car hunt uh, for my kid Rue um, to to sort of have a bit of fun when we were on holiday, and um, you know he's really good at talking and stuff, but um he gets he kind of spoonerizes things a little bit, and I was yeah he was looking for matchbox cars, wasn't he? And all that kind yeah, of yeah, and I was telling you he got a bit changed around. You remember what he was um calling it? Yeah, hard cunt. Yeah, so I just thought like cute story, right? But I just thought like. You know, sometimes people just tell these cute stories, but you're just not totally sure yeah, we if they're full you. of shit or not. So Didn't anyway, I just thought I'd it. see if I could catch a couple in the wild. Yeah. What did you find? A bow in a car cunt. Uh, that's the apple. Just Aww. one. And then? The car cunt, yeah. Yeah? What about it? What are you talking about? That's the spirit of Christmas right there. I'm glad you criticised me on my parenting, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Cole. Buy some today. 
Seriously, we've got a huge pile of it. Even if you just take a couple of hundred tonnes off our hands, that would be a huge help. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. So I have talked a bit this year about various entrepreneurial activities that I've done. Yeah, I mean, it's almost implausibly bad, your year in business, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the toilet paper that um, was stuck off the coast of Australia from China and that wasn't going to turn up till mid-January has arrived and is on sale in chasershop.com. Well, hang on a second. Is it possible that your toilet paper is somehow connected to them not uh, accepting our coal imports? Yeah, I think that China really wanted to get rid of all the shit stuff. <laughs> So they, so they let it through. I'm looking at it. There's rolls of paper. We've got Peter Dutton's face, yeah. ScoMo's face. We've got Peter Dutton's face and we've got headlines of the year. Yeah, yeah. I've got a metre's worth of Chaser headlines. So you can – Zoe, do you want to buy some? Like, there's sort of cha- all the funny headlines. So as you go into the toilet, you can read all the funny headlines from the year and there's tonnes of them. You know, I'd almost prefer to have like a $6 Kmart fishing box <laughs> uh, filled with okay. random pre-opened anyway, sweets. Point is I've got 8000 to sell. We've sold 130 and it's almost too late. Now, can I just ask? We're sending them at Express. I'm making no money on them. Did so you at least <laughs> Did you at least leave one roll with your abandoned kid at the pub so we can at least wipe his ass? And his tears. No, I'm not going to do that. So, Charles, hang on. They're when too, you say, too valuable. I've got to sell them. When you say you have 8,000, right, can we yeah. just check? Do you have 2,000 lots of sort of four? Yeah, yeah, of four. Right. Yeah, okay. they're four packs. Can okay. I, yeah. yeah can I'll, I'll can I just ask them. a question? Right now, Charles, yes. do you have more of a sense of where your 8,000 rolls of toilet paper are than your children? Yes, definitely. I okay. know exactly where they are. They're in a warehouse in Lane Cove. Um, nice oh, wait a minute. That might be the children as well. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So, well, anyway, well done. Is, so, the toilet paper, so the, the Stargo is over. It's arrived. It's available yeah, online now. You can and get it. You can, you can guarantee yourself, based on what he's saying, that if you buy yeah. this product, you will make no money on it. And I think that's, that's frankly, so, appropriate. So, the other project I've been doing is called War on 2020. And as part of the whole way of making, financing it, we had to sell a whole lot of tickets to these live stream shows, right? But nobody wanted to go to the live stream shows because, you know. Yeah. You know. Um, there are theatres now. Yeah, there's mm. theatres. You can gather in public now. Anyway, point is, so but we still put them on and, you know, we had a few hundred people come to the Friday night Zoom show, right? So we'd sold, I think, 360 tickets to this show. right? So I had, I'm not an idiot, I I booked a Zoom webinar account, very expensive, for five up to 500 people, right? So I thought, that'll work. Great. So we arrive at the venue a couple of hours beforehand. Five minutes before the show is due to go to air, the guy goes, oh, we should get Zoom working. <laughs> I know what I'll do. I will change the Zoom meeting host over to me and I'll get the the audio settings working on my account and it'll work, right, because I know how to use my account. So he does that. That immediately, he's got a free Zoom account. So immediately 
the 360 people who are all waiting there in the Zoom waiting room who've for paid. our who've paid 20 bucks each for a ticket to the war in 2020. Uh, like presumably 260 of them just get chucked out of the room, right? There's only 100 in the room. And then there are literally in the next five minutes hundreds of people emailing going, what the fuck? Why have I been chucked out? Why can't I get back in? It says only 100, right? So we're, going, we're panicking a little bit, but we've got the Zoom meeting working now. And we go, okay, well, all we have to do to get it back up to the 500 level is to get back on to the Zoom meeting and then – you know, re and we'll become the host again, right? This is quite complicated, but I'm, I'm yeah. gathering a so great ineptness underneath the. No, so but what happens is we then try and log into our own show's meeting and we can't do it because there's already 100 people in there. And it says you can't, like, you're, the Zoom mm. call, Zoom meetings at yeah. capacity. So we're literally locked out of our own event. I've got a question. Yeah. Um, people aren't paying to listen to this bullshit, are they? <laughs> That would be very ironic if you'd already wasted twenty dollars yeah. on this, and you also no, no, this is a free podcast, and so. Oh, I mean, fuck me! That was the most painful story <laughs> I've ever. Heard. It was more painful be- than being like the admin trying to do a Zoom. Yeah, I wanted to be kicked out of the story halfway through. I wanted yeah. to be evicted from it. Um, but also, surely, I mean, you start to a thing called the War on Twenty Twenty. Surely there, you, there is no more 2020 experience yeah, in paying but, $20 yeah. for a shit Zoom thing that yeah. doesn't work. Isn't but, that what this year has been? Yes, yes, I know. Everyone thought, well, lots of people thought that it was intentional. And but, I can assure you that it might have been. <laughs> but but also, Charles, like, and to your credit, um, yeah. one of the sketches that they paid money to watch Yes. Was on the internet and got massive, like, millions of views and yeah. lots of really famous people sharing, including apparently Chelsea Clinton I heard today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so the point being that these poor suckers yeah. could have just waited a day or two and seen the best bits for free. Is that true? Look, Dom, I don't have to answer to you. <laughs> I don't have to. Like, look, yes, but it's sort of like, no, it's windowing. It's called windowing. Hollywood's done it for years. Like, you pay 20 bucks, you know, if you want to see it first at the cinema and then you mm. wait a couple of days and you can see it on Netflix so for free. In a week's time, if I hear this anecdote, will you have to pay me 20 bucks? <laughs> the Chaser Report. More news, less often. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by coal. It's the coal that China rejects that makes Australian coal the best. Coal. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Look, let's be frank, you haven't made it to this point in the podcast. You, you yeah, definitely no stopped listening partway through the Dream, Zoom story. Dream, um, but I will thank Mike Lebrali, who had to edit this thing, um, for pulling it all together as he always he does. He doesn't have to listen to it again, does he? I hope not. I hope he just looks at the waveform and guesses. And uh, it seems like a shame to burn a chaser news story for this bit that no one's listening to, but let's just check in anyway with the late breaking news. Uh, at the Chaser News Headquarters with Rebecca Diana Muno. Santa Claus has admitted he is unsure whether to put the Prime Minister on the naughty list or the nice list this Christmas. Mr Claus said Mr Morrison met all the criteria for being on the naughty list, but if they put him on the naughty list, he would receive a lump of coal, which is actually at the top of his wish list. 
Thank you, Beck. Uh, Wait a minute. How did you know there was going to be late-breaking news? Yeah, this is episode 36, mate. Get with the shit. We'll keep with the format. Um, if you want to go to chaser.com today you and find the latest news, um, you can, but I, I should warn you that it will be full of ads for Charles products <laughs> that don't work or rip you off in some way. Uh, and Zoe's show you can catch on Ivy Reputation Rehab, still available and paid for by you already with your taxes. Thanks. And we leave you with an important ad from the Australian Federal Government. A message from the Australian Government. This Christmas, were you thinking of getting your kids a PlayStation 5? Yeah. Or perhaps an iPad? They'd love that. Maybe you were thinking of getting a mega water slide for the backyard that will leave them with lasting spinal injuries. That sounds awesome. Instead, why not get them a fuck ton of coal? Um... Right now, Australia has more coal than we know what to do with. Coal makes the perfect Christmas present. How? You can throw it. You can take it into Parliament. You can even use it as a football. A political football. For years and years and years and years. And everyone plays along. Yes, they do. So this Christmas, do something to your country and get some coal into you. Your kids will thank you for it. What? Because otherwise we'll burn it all and destroy the climate. Oh. Australian coal. You might think it's our problem, but actually it's yours. Happy Christmas. Authorised by the Australian Government Canberra. I'm talking very fast because there's so much coal everywhere and the room's filling up and I'm not sure I'm going to make that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.